Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? Folks, it's so frustrating. I have warned so many people so many times that we were headed right where we are. The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, hear these words, we will not comply Well, here we are, folks. That is exactly, in a nutshell, what all of this is about. And the icing on the cake for these people would be convicting him and then indicting him and sending him to jail then. And it's all been, it's it's all been so, so predictable. Three hours of gold, truth, and excellence. You've just signed up for the WBR Army. Welcome aboard. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program on the clock. Hello to all of you on the podcast. Delighted that you found Wendy Bell Radio wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can download it onto your phone. A hun- one and a half million people have already done this. Marching towards two million. Give us a five-star review. Perhaps follow us, share us, suggest us to somebody who needs some common sense conservatism. Perhaps delivered by a mom, right? Because that's what I am, and I'm proud to be here in this chair. I have great faith. I really do. I think so much of what, what's going on, I mean, it's so necessary. I don't think that now is a, is a particular, like, It's more corrupt than ever. I think it's been corrupt forever. (laughs) And I think we're just seeing it. We've gotten busy in our lives. COVID forced that to stop. We started seeing things more clearly through different eyes. But I really started to notice, and and I'm going to say this, I think it's true. I think it is a minority. A minority of Democrats are truly the wacko, leftist, progressive, noxious creeps. They just generate a lot of fuss and they gobble up a lot of oxygen. So, you know, I'm not going to go too heavy in the Colorado Supreme Court decision barring Donald Trump from the ballot because it's going to have to work its way through the system. We know what it is. It's desperation. But it's going to take off so many people. So many people who had that suspicion, you know, eh. you know, when you see something and you're like, that kind of makes me feel weird. And then you're like, well, maybe I'm just being kind of sensitive. Maybe I'm not being fair. Well, maybe I'll look at it a different way. And then something else happens and you're like, okay, that's exactly what's going on. You know who sees this? Generation Z. The Zoomers. That's what it stands for. Zoomers. Born between 1996 and 2010. All five of my sons are in this generation. Pretty wild. They're awake. They're paying attention. They're not stupid. 
Now, I will tell you, I do not speak about this program. I do not talk politics in front of my sons unless one of them wants to talk to me. My husband, Joe, and I will have conversations. They obviously know who I am and how I feel, but it's not who I believe they should be. You go be you. We just want you to be happy. We want you to be healthy. We want you to enjoy your life to the best of your ability, right? I have great faith, though, because they have very conservative tendencies, which is to be, I guess, expected. I want you to hear this headline. Straw poll shows young Trump voters want Carlson or Vivek as VP. What? Real clear politics. So as all of this mumbo jumbo in Colorado is going on, as we're hearing breaking news, a judge has said, unleash the list of Epstein's associates, at least the first 177 of them, (laughs) right? As all this is going on, we have a young generation of Republican voters who have been raised with the family values that you have instilled in them the way I have with my kids. They have been given the opportunity to be educated. We have been there as much as we can in any kind of shortfalls to help them in their educational journey. And they have been encouraged to be independent thinkers, which is the greatest gift that we can give them. Who do you want as Donald Trump's VP? I want either Tucker Carlson or Vivek Ramaswamy. Interesting, but beyond that, there are other things here that I think we should talk about. Young, This is on realclearpolitics.com, by the way, if you want to check it out. Young Republican voters overwhelmingly want Donald Trump to be the GOP nominee in 2024. Think about that. Young Republican voters. All of the nonsense that's going on in college campuses, all of the nonsense that is ensconced in this bullying groupthink, follow the leader of suck mentality on social media, where young people clearly know they can't voice their real opinions if they're contrary to the madness that's being pushed out there. Perhaps they know better than we what is at stake here. And they want Donald Trump. No question. As much as this News cycle the last seven, eight years has been about Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump bad, Trump criminal, Trump rapist, Trump insurrectionist, Trump disqualified. Young Republican voters aren't fooled. Obtained exclusively by Real Clear Politics. This poll is a straw poll of participants who attended Turning Point Action's annual America Fest. So a straw poll, what is that? We got a bunch of people around, you're just going to do a kind of an impromptu survey. We're not going to spend thousands of dollars on this. This isn't phone calls. It's, hey, how do you feel? We're going to gauge your interest, kind of get a feel, a vibe. The vibe is young Republican voters are not fooled by the madness. The results provide a snapshot of the youth vote just weeks before the Iowa caucuses. Online poll conducted by Turning Point Action December 17th and 18th surveyed 1,113 attendees of the Turning Point USA conference in Phoenix. And the results show Trump is the clear favorite. 82.6% of respondents choose him as their first choice. Who's next? Ron DeSantis, 7.6%. Vivek Ramaswamy, close in third, 5.8%. Nikki Haley, Not even a whisper of a thought about Nikki Haley. Very interesting about this. What is it about young Republican voters, Generation Zers specifically, 18 to 24-year-olds, what is it about them 
why can they see that Nikki Haley does not represent what they want? When asked whether Trump should choose as his vice president, if he wins the nomination, 35%, a plurality, settled on the former Fox News personality, Tucker Carlson. Another 25.7%, meantime, preferred Ramaswamy. Both men, of course, making headlines with their remarks at the conference. Ramaswamy basically told, well, <laughs> he told CNN's Van Jones to just stuff it. I'll say it nicely. <laughs> We're a family show after all, ladies and gentlemen. He said, just shut the blank up to CNN's Van Jones, who called him a demagogue. Whatever. And when asked if he had any role in being Donald Trump's VP, Tucker Carlson downplayed the idea of entering politics himself. It's kind of like the weather, he said, when asked about joining the ticket with Trump. I can't control it, but I don't think I'd be that great at that. I don't disagree. Tucker Carlson, you found your spot. You needed to be fired. You needed to be set free. You were starting to release the videotapes. You had a sit-down interview with a guy who was in charge of the Capitol Police Force, Steve Sund. He was blowing the lid off of all of this. And the day it was supposed to air, poof, Tucker Carlson is eliminated. And you are gone. Totally blindsided him, he said. Thank goodness. Because now, without the shackles of Fox News suck or some entity larger than himself controlling what he can and cannot say, Tucker Carlson can travel and do as he wishes. Good for him. Sit down with important people. Share with us the interviews that you think we need to hear. Amen. Now, this is interesting, mirroring a larger shift on the right. The survey also shows a youth vote increasingly skeptical of foreign aid to Ukraine, but largely supportive of Israel's war with Hamas. Clarity that the adults in the room don't seem to have. A clear majority, 55.4%, backed giving lethal aid to Tel Aviv. Less than 1% supported sending the same to Kiev. And 39.4% responded that the United States should not provide such supplies to either Israel or Ukraine. Gen Congress generally earns poor approval ratings, of course. But the young Republicans seem to like newly minted House Speaker Mike Johnson, with 57% either somewhat or strongly approving of his job performance. They were somewhat split meantime on whether the House should have expelled George Santos 32% approved of the Santos expulsion, 47% disapproved of the history-making move, which had only occurred five times previously. 24.3% of these Gen Z Republican voters reported the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas should be impeached. 15% said they wanted the same of Attorney General, General Merrick Garland. This is the future Right? These are the people of the future. These are the people for whom the baton is beautifully placed in their open and outstretched hands. This is for you. We've, we've worked our butts off for you. Are you paying attention? They are. That is worthy of celebration. And that's because of you, by the way. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about this a bit. 
a holiday wish from a liberal on TikTok. <laughs> you deserve a smile. Come on. It's hump day after all. Let's go. Next. You know, I started, I started saying something several years ago, and it sounds kind of harsh. It is the realization that some people will not be saved. That no matter what we do and what we do is for the good of all of us. It's not just good for Republicans. It's not just good for, for people who look like us, who live on our street, who do what we do, who are in our inner circle. It's for everybody. Some people will not be saved. They're gone And it is very difficult when you realize that some of those people you love because you have to let them go. But there's just crazy out there, friends. Crazy. And we started something a couple years ago because we were trolling through the internet and found so many instances of of liberals, of progressives quite literally losing their minds. We can argue every day that it's not going the way we want. I'm not going to go outside and cry and and throw a fit and go, right? And they do. And it's crazy. And it's not funny. I wish I could giggle about it. I wish I could be like, (laughs) another triggered leftist. But it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. And this is sad. It's kind of humorous, but it's sad. Here's a woman sitting in her car. Well, first of all, let's just tell you, this is what this segment is called. Time now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the week. (laughs) All right, so usually we find this on Libs of TikTok. Beautiful page. It's where people go and they post their jazz and them melting down and being lunatics. And here's a woman. She's got blue hair. God bless you. I just don't think blue is a good color on anybody in the hair department. But she's going to sit in her car and she's got a message for you. She's got a message for you Republican voters. And she wants you to hear it now. Good afternoon. If you're a Republican voter, I want you to listen real close. I sincerely hope that someone who you can't live without, who your life would fall apart if that person disappeared off the face of the earth. If you're a Republican voter, if you are a die-hard GOP voter, I sincerely hope the person you love most gets a surprise attack of diabetes. What? I hope it comes out of nowhere. I hope it slaps you upside the head so fast and so hard that it leaves you traumatized. Huh. Diabetes. If you had any idea how hard it is to get diabetes medicine on time, in the dosage you need, you have no idea what it's like. Obamacare! So for all of you Republican voters, I sincerely hope this Christmas season my gift to you is a case of diabetes to the person you love most that comes out of nowhere. I hope one of you loses a limb to diabetes. Wow! Because then you're going to understand just how inhumane your own citizen voting record really is. Okay? That's who you are. Diabetes. I wish this upon Republican voters. Hmm. I want you to learn firsthand just how bad you 
have made it for everybody else. Oh. You're going to, I wish this on you. I sincerely hope you get hit with diabetes. Well, thank you. I hope it's the person you love the most. And Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Aren't these the people who are supposed to be inclusive? These are the people who feel for others. Come in, disenfranchised. Come in, the crew of misfit toys. You are home. You are equal here. We love you. It's all about goodness. That's what we represent. Love. Always about love. And cursing you with diabetes. There you go. <laughs> Does anybody out there, are you surprised by this at all? These people hate you. I've never met her. But if I went up to her and I said, hey, my name is Wendy and I'm a Republican voter. <laughs> She'd probably be like, diabetes. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a serious mental illness issue in this country, and they need a pot of people who will forever be victims. They will always be addicts. They'll be connected to the system. They need it. They need to make excuses for why things for them are not going well. And you look like a really fine person to blame. Donald Trump kind of, he's got his hands full with all of the court cases and now this whole Supreme Court thing. I mean, let's leave him, a, I hate you. Can you imagine if I went out and said that? May all Democrat voters have cancer. Good luck with that. It's unfortunate, but it's where we are. Do not go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, when we come back. What a coincidence. This whole Trump gets kicked off the ballot thing in Colorado just as Jeffrey Epstein's client list is about to come out. 177 reasons why a lot of people don't want it to. What? It's next. I think one of the things that we can do uh, as common sense thinkers is we can pay attention not to the noise, not to the headline, not to the smoke and all of the chaos, but to look beyond that where they don't want you to look and to see some common things emerging. So much of the news anymore is a cover-up. It is a diversion, something to throw you off of the scent of the place where your common sense was taking you. And so Trump, I believe is a smokescreen for so much. But I found it so intriguing that all these things seem to happen. Something terrible for Donald Trump is a tit for a tat when something breaks about the left. Whether it's about Hunter Biden being indicted, whether it's about Joe and all of these transactions, proof that he was paid. There's something that drops about Donald Trump that is meant to neutralize whatever bad news happens on the left. I found it very curious that uh, over 170 of Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates will now be named in court documents set to be unsealed in the first days of 2024. Does anybody out there think that Jeffrey Epstein was just an honest dude? How does a college dropout who becomes a high school math teacher amass a fortune, nine-figure fortune, double digits millions. 
Well, he's got quite a, an interesting business going. It involves sex. It involves the rich. And it involves preying on young underage women. And it involves getting evidence. Collecting video. Thousands of hours, it is said, Jeffrey Epstein amassed in his various properties that he had surveillance cameras installed as he facilitated sexual relations between rich and powerful men and some women, by the way, and these women who were in his employ. Okay? Does anybody dispute that fact? I don't dispute it. I think it's correct. And I think it's fair. And I think everybody knows it. And they're scared to death. A judge's rule to unseal documents that would name 177 does. Right? People whose names we don't know yet. But we will. Who are Epstein's friends and recruiters and victims. And this is going to happen within the coming weeks. The material is related to a defamation case brought by Prince Andrew's accuser. Virginia Roberts in New York against Epstein's Madam Ghislaine Maxwell. The hundreds of files will shed new light on the late financier's sex trafficking operation and his network of influence. First of all, ew. Okay. I have a very difficult time grappling with the idea that pedophilia not just is a thing, but it's a rampant thing. That it is the ugliest thing that happens in this country. And that's just not the mom in me speaking. That's the human being. It is in the instinct of the animal world to protect the offspring. And in this country, we have a disgusting underbelly, a seedy underground of sex and slavery and human servitude, the likes of which, if I really knew how deep and dark it was, I probably would never sleep again. Dozens of Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates are, are, are in for a New Year's surprise, as they will be named in court documents said to be released in the first days of 2024. Happy New Year! Ugh! The pedophile's powerful friends are set to be exposed as part of a vast unsealing that a judge ordered Monday is going to take place in 14 days. That will take the release date to January 1. It's a holiday likely to be made the following day. Some 177 people will be identified. Hundreds of files, new light shed, late financier sex trafficking, yada, 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 network of influence. Remember, he was groomed. In the scumbag money laundering schemes by Bernie Madoff. We know this. Judge Loretta Preska. God bless her. I guess she doesn't have a number. I guess there is not a number, a dollar amount. That she is willing to sacrifice her integrity. And so she's proceeding with this. She wrote unsealed in full. Next to the names of 177 does, the material is related to a defamation case brought by Prince Andrew's accuser Virginia Roberts in New York against Epstein's madam, Ghislaine Maxwell. Roberts sued Maxwell for defamation back in 2016. Case was settled. The Miami Herald, which published a bombshell expose of Epstein that led to his arrest 
in 2019, sued to get the documents made public. Isn't that where we are? You now have to sue, file a Freedom of Information Act request to force entities to comply. Some of the does are identified in the ruling through links to interviews they've given to the media, which the judge cited as a reason why they should not stay private. They include the housekeepers on Epstein's private island in the Caribbean, where some of the worst abuse that he perpetuated was carried out in her. Ew. Right. I I just don't you love how I'm just sitting here and matter of factly giving this to you. Ew. In her ruling, Judge Preska gave 14 days for any does who objected to their documents being made public to object, after which they would be unsealed. There will be documents about one of Prince Andrew's accusers who claims he fondled her breasts at Epstein's New York mansion. Where are all the vagina hat wearers? Where is Ashley Judd? Where's Madonna? Where are all of the other women who were quick to pounce on Brett Kavanaugh as a serial sex offender? Because that made sense. Who are oddly quiet about the people, the rich, the famous, the dirtbags ensnared in Jeffrey Epstein's disgusting world. There will also be material about Haley Robson, who was named as a recruiter in police files of Epstein's original investigation back in 2006 in Palm Beach, though she has most recently claimed she was a victim, too. The filing suggests some documents will relate to Jean-Luc Brunel, a French model, a scout for French models who was close to Epstein and allegedly abused many young women. Brunel hanged himself in a prison cell in Paris in 2022 while awaiting trial on a slew of sex charges. Right. The documents in the case have been released on a rolling basis since 2019 when the first batch was made public, days before Epstein uh, also hanged himself in prison while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. So weird how everybody was asleep. How the machines didn't work, cameras, I don't know. It must be some like weird, I don't know, coding error. Is that a, is that a glitch? Software glitch. <sighs> Among the revelations in previous batches of documents were emails between Andrew and Epstein in 2015 when Virginia Roberts made allegations. I did not. I did not. I did not have sex with that woman. But here's a... A lot of money to make it go away. We wish her best. The batch of 177 does is the final group and includes many who were notified by the court but did not object to documents with their name on them being made public. The material is likely to include depositions, emails, legal documents, and other material not previously made public. Does three and four, does I should say, three and four, appear to be Miles and Kathy Alexander, a South African couple who managed Little St. James, Epstein's private island in the Caribbean, for years. Judge Preska cited a 2011 interview the couple gave to the Daily Mail as one of the reasons why their names should be made public. In the interview, the couple claimed it was not their place to, quote, judge other people even though they suspected some of the girls on the island were young. 
Why would you ever say anything when you're getting rich managing the filth? It goes on and on in this article I am reading. How about this? Doe number 64 appears to refer to a woman and her sister here. Then there's another woman here who testified at Maxwell's trial that she was recruited at age 14 and repeatedly raped by Epstein. Identified as doe number five due to an interview. Tragically, she died earlier this year from an overdose in a hotel room in Florida. It's a lot of strange things going on, ladies and gentlemen. I hope Judge Loretta Preska, as I hope for President Donald Trump, have excellent protection. And isn't it disgusting that I say that? It is. Doe number 24 is the only one who is identified by name. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, who has publicly called for all material related to him to be made public. Judge Prescott cited an NBC News interview she gave as the reason for unsealing the material related to Doe number 44. It goes on and on. This is on the Daily Mail.uk. So what are we to expect? A lot more smoke screens to come up, ladies and gentlemen. What other stories are going to unfold right in time for the new year? If I was a betting woman, and only if it's blackjack and I'm in the third chair seat. If I was a betting woman, I would say there's a new sickness about to be released. That's why they just started the mask mandate in my community, statewide, I believe. The mask mandate in the hospitals. Got to put them back. We're seeing an uptick. Oh no, it could be bad. Stay home. You know how they do this. You're aware of the drill. You survived it once. They're banking on you falling for it again because there is no original thought anymore. There's no new narrative. There's no new playbook. There's no let's try this trick play. You go deep while you do such and such. There is nothing new that is coming because they are incapable of it. So that means we must be aware. And we are. What else does that mean? Well, it means we have to erase the past in order to control the future. What does that mean? How sad that the media cannot even report on history honestly. Let's talk about the Confederate Memorial. All right. What's going on at Arlington? Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, the New York Times has a headline, and I will tell you there's a very basic reason why I am completely furious about a bunch of sniveling jags who want to desecrate history, who want to take down a beautiful statue that commemorates the healing, the resuming of friendship between the North and the South back in the day. It's called the Reconciliation Memorial. It's racist. You know what? Everything's racist. Therefore, nothing is. Sit down and shut up. So this activist group of suck, oh, that's called our U.S. military, decided to uh, spend $3 million 
We're not spending $3 million on homeless veterans. That's not what we're doing. We're spending $3 million to bring in a bunch of heavy equipment into Arlington National Cemetery to take down the bronze statue of a woman standing on top of a 32-foot pedestal. The statue's been there since 1914. It represents healing. They don't want us healed. They want us angry, bitter, divided, fighting, preoccupied, not paying attention. New York Times story. Judge halts the removal of the Confederate memorial at Arlington Cemetery. They can't even tell the truth. This is how much the New York Times sucks. Okay. Hours after workers began removing a towering Confederate memorial from Arlington National Cemetery Monday, federal judge issued the order temporarily halting the effort, blah, 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 to dismantle one of the country's most prominent monuments to the Confederacy on public land. The memorial has been criticized for its sanitized depiction of slavery. Oh, shut up. You people just suck. You get all bogged down in garbage because you don't understand America. You hate America. You hate what this place represents, but beyond that, you hate yourselves. And I'm sorry that you have such self-loathing, but leave us out of it and stop fiddling with our freaking monuments. It's part of a military-wide effort to take down Confederate symbols from bases and ships and other facilities. Dozens of Republican lawmakers have opposed removing the memorial. Monday, as the work to remove the monument was getting underway, judge says not a chance, stop it, after a group called Defend Arlington sued. The group, which is affiliated with an organization called Save Southern Heritage Florida, sued the Defense Department in U.S. District Court Sunday. In Virginia, arguing that the Pentagon had rushed its decision to take down the monument and that it had circumvented federal law by not preparing an environmental impact statement. It also said that the work would damage the surrounding graves and headstones. Right now, they're hearing on it. They're having a hearing right now, set for 10 a.m. Wednesday. Here we are. Safety fencing was installed around the memorial, just like the Capitol, right? Over the weekend, a sp- why would you do that? Why? And a spokeswoman for the cemetery said the disassembly work, which was expected to take several days, began Monday morning before it was halted when the judge's order was, was issued. The army is complying with the restraining order and has ceased the work begun this morning, spokeswoman said. All right. The memorial was the latest such monument to be targeted for removal since the public backlash in 2020 against Confederate statues, statues rather, after the killing of George Floyd. Because, you know, they're so connected. So connected. I can totally see it. The movement helped push Congress to establish the naming commission in 2021 and to devise a plan to rid the military of statues and monuments commemorating the Confederacy. Erasing history. It will go into storage until its fate is determined, apparently. The monument was funded by the United Daughters of the Confederacy, 
a group that took a prominent role in mythologizing the Civil War as a lost cause, depicting the Confederacy's rebellion as a noble defense of Southern values and painting slavery as benign. Like other monuments that the group funded, the Arlington Memorial promotes the false narrative of the loyal slave, which has been used to justify and perpetuate white supremacy. Oh, for the love of all that is holy! Do you go home and kiss your wife with a mouth of suck? Because this is what it is. Honest to God. It is a monument to celebrate a chapter of history lest we forget it. We are doomed to repeat it. And that is exactly what they want. Don't get along. Hate each other. Argue incessantly, fight, go to war, because that's exactly the chaos we need to swoop in. Well, clearly, we need more government intervention to institute the kind of government that they want. The kind of government that the Colorado Supreme Court just played its hand and showed you it wants. A kind of country where you don't decide. Where you're not allowed to speak freely. Where you can't gather outside of a building without being ensnared in a bogus trick that was concocted to conceal the theft of an election. The New York Times, how dare you? Why not say, huh, you want to rename U.S. Army bases, $21 million. What could the military do with $21 million that would be more beneficial to anyone than this? They want to rewrite history. You know that, of course, right? You know that. People should throw themselves at this monument in protection. Just like the Dutch farmers. Let's roll. You're dialed into the Wendy Bell Radio program. We continue hour three right after this.